We're in Genesis 26. Before I read the Scripture, let me preface the reading of the Scripture by simply saying, uh, right now in the world, and really, I think September the 11th of 2001, uh, began a shift in the world, a a power grab, if you will. Uh, everybody in the world is looking for power, looking for their place of prominence, looking to uh, level the scales, if you will, uh, looking for a way to level the playing field. People who feel disenfranchised want to take uh, empires down so that they might have a chance at what they might define as their ideal form of, quote, success. Amen. And uh, America has been for many decades now the envy of the world, the envy of the world. And it's no surprise that when you become the envy of the world, you create enemies. Uh, you don't just create enemies without, you create enemies within. And uh, sad to say, uh, although America may be in some regards, the envy of the world in terms of materialistic blessing and superpower status, spiritually speaking, we are anything but the envy of the world. Uh, we are living in what I would describe as shameful days in our history right now. Uh, very shameful what our government is doing, what we are allowing our government to do to us. And I'm not going to get too political. I'm going to try to stay biblical here, but I need to say something, amen, that America does need to repent. We need to turn back to the God of heaven, and we need to give our all back to him. And we need to know where our blessings came from, and we need to secure those blessings in his name. Amen, church? And so with that being said, let's uh, begin reading Genesis chapter 26. And verse number 17, Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Esek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it and he removed from thence, verse 22, and digged another well. This is, if you're counting, the third well, right? And uh, for that they strove not, and he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, for now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And he went up from thence to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared unto him, the same night, and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. 
Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Notice the last part of verse 22 where it says, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. God's children say amen to the reading of God's word. Today I want to speak to you on this subject, on God's pathway to true prosperity. God's pathway to true prosperity. Now I know that when a preacher gets up to start preaching on health, wealth, and prosperity, he automatically gets a lot of criticism because of the assumptions that are made about his motives or intent. But rest assured that I will strive to be balanced in my perspective on this, that I'm not going to try to give you a sugar pill that will cause you to feel better about yourself and celebrate all of your uh, assumed successes uh, that you can muster up in the energy of your own flesh. But I am interested in learning what the Bible has to say about God's intentions to bless His people. So if you're with me, church, let me know. Say amen. All right, so God's pathway to true prosperity. Notice in verse 22, he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. And I can tell you right now that for the child of God, the only way that you will ever be prosperous is because the Lord makes room for you to be able to do so. Amen? Uh, and, and before you get too cynical of this concept or this idea that God wants to bless His people, I need to address this because we've become so critical of this uh, health, wealth, and prosperity doctrine that we're afraid to even teach on it at all. In fact, we might even go on to the other side of the ditch and glory in our poverty and glory in our ruin and in our wreck and glory in the fact that we're struggling and barely able to pay our bills. And, and we'll, we'll try to present a not a health, wealth, and prosperity gospel, but a gloom, doom, and despair gospel. Where I'm more spiritual than you because I have to struggle more than you. And if you have my struggle, you pray more and you be closer to God. But because you have prosperity, you've got idols in your life. I don't have no idols. I'm better than you. You might as well just go ahead and say amen, church. And we can go to either side of this ditch. But in the Bible, there's always balance to every truth and every subject. And that's where you want to park your car. Amen. And so let's look at Psalm 35 and verse 27. Let me just read it to you for sake of time. I don't want you to be distracted by trying to find it in your Bible. Luke 35 and verse 27 says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of His servants. I want you to know that God takes no pleasure in you being broke and, and, and busted and disgusted. Can I get an amen? 
let me ask you, let me ask it to you this way. In God's original creation, when He created mankind, did He create the world with the sin and all of its consequences that came with it? Or did He create a perfect world where there was a paradise in the garden and everything was provided for man as he fellowshiped with God? You don't have to answer it out loud. But if you are a Bible student, you know that God makes all things well and God makes all things perfect. If you look at His original design, it wasn't that we would scrape along and live in poverty and we would be defeated and we'd be sick all the time and and all this kind of stuff. It was that we would enjoy the presence of God as He manifests His giving in our lives and blesses us to the fullest extent that He wants to. But something happened. Sin entered into the picture. And ever since that day, men have been striving to uh, achieve what they might call blessings outside of the favor and approval of Almighty God. And so men build their kingdom empires and they accumulate wealth and they call it success, uh, not knowing uh, that even as the rich man in the New Testament said, I I have filled up my barns and I tell you what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to build bigger barns. And, and the Bible said, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. In other words, you can have all the money in the bank, but if your soul is bankrupt, you still missed out on what real biblical prosperity is all about. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather have only two nickels to rub together and the God of heaven filling my soul with joy unspeakable and full of glory than I had all the money that this world has to offer, but yet God sent leanness to my soul. Amen. For the Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? I'm telling you, if you looked at my net worth this morning, it might reflect in the negative for all the debt that I've accumulated. But let me tell you, if you look at my soul, you would conclude that I'm more than a billionaire in the eyes of God because of the blessings that the gospel has brought to my life. I mean, he's given me a peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. He's given me hope for the future. He's given me a purpose for my existence. And that's more than most of these billionaires and these Rockefellers can have to say about them themselves. Amen, church. Uh, And I'm interested in knowing God's pathway to biblical and true prosperity. First of all, I want you to see the pattern that was left for God's people. Amen. The pattern. If you look at verse 18, the Bible said, Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. Amen. There was a pattern of Biblical prosperity left in place for future generations. And Isaac, uh, he didn't just start with any place he wanted. He didn't just go out in the middle of a field and say, any, many, mighty, mo, I think that's a good spot right there. No. He did some research and he found out, now where's that well that my daddy raised me on? Where's that well that them Philistines were so foolish to clog up after my daddy died? Amen. I need to have another drink of that well. Amen. And he had enough sense to know that if God blessed his father, then he would, God would bless him too if he served the same God that his daddy served. Amen. And he had a pattern left after him. You know what church is about this morning? Church is 
about this generation leaving a pattern for the next generation so that they might know where the blessings are, where they might know where the God of heaven is, how they can get in touch with Him. Amen. I'm telling you, we need to leave a pattern for the next generation. Amen. And, and Isaac had the advantage and the benefit of a spiritual heritage, a spiritual legacy that his father had with God. Amen. Isaac, watch this, Isaac patterned after Abraham in verse 18. We've already pointed that out. But let me ask you a question. What was so significant about Abraham? Do you remember the scripture, Abraham believed who? God. And it was counted to him for what? For righteousness. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Did you know that God can't bless outside of righteousness? Amen. In other words, if you want the fullness of God's express uh, blessings in your life, you're going to have to deal with the sin account. The reason there's cursing, the reason there's sickness, the reason there's death and disease and suffering in the world is because of sin in our lives. Sometimes you suffer as a result of your own sin, and sometimes you suffer as a result of others' sin. But mark my words, the reason there's a curse in the world is because men broke covenant with God Almighty. And what Abraham did is he reestablished a covenant with God, his creator, by placing his faith in God Almighty. And so because he placed faith in God, God counted it to him for righteousness. That is, uh, his sins were forgiven. His sin debt canceled. And God was then able to begin to release the flow of blessings in Abraham's life that sin had previously kept him from experiencing. I want to tell you what, when God hit my family with the gospel, things picked up at the Caudill house. Amen. I, I remember the poverty that we was in. I remember how my father used to waste his money away on drinking and partying and living it up. Uh, but something happened when daddy came home from work one day uh, under Holy Ghost conviction uh, and the God of heaven arrested his soul uh, and he began to take his family to church. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, when God saved him, he changed the desires. Amen. Uh, and he didn't want to spend his money on the things he used to spend his money on. Uh, and so he started spending his more of his money on taking his family to church and, and buying his kids the clothes they needed and that kind of thing. And I'm telling you, the blessings of God begin to show up at the caudal house because the gospel reversed the curse of sin and its effect. And I'm telling you, if you want real prosperity, you'll find it at the foot of the cross this morning. I'm telling you, God changed the trajectory of my family tree. I am here today only because of the grace of God and because somebody that left a legacy of faith for me to follow in. Amen. There was a pattern set and it's found in a covenant relationship with God Almighty. Did you know that when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you enter into a covenant with God? And did you know that that covenant is not based upon your performance, but it's based on the performance that Christ already did on the cross of Calvary? You see, when God made a covenant with Abraham, He put Abraham to sleep. How in the world are you going to give Abraham any credit for his part of the deal? He was asleep. 
Amen. He, there was no way that he has contributed to that covenant. God made an eternal covenant with himself that because Abraham believed God, that God would bless Abraham. And it wasn't based on Abraham's performance. It was based on God's promise. Isn't that a picture of grace this morning? I'm glad to tell you today that I'm blessed beyond measure, not because I'm talented, not because I'm smart, but not because I'm a goody two-shoe. I'm blessed and favored because of the grace of God that's been bestowed in my life today, and you can experience the same blessings in your life. I'm telling you, God is good, and God is great, and He wants to bless you, and He has left a pattern for us. He has given us some clues and some hints in our past legacy of faith. I like the perpetual progression in our text. Abraham left a pattern. Isaac followed the pattern. Then verse 19, his servants followed the pattern of Isaac. Do you see, do you begin to see uh, that because uh, Isaac followed in his daddy's footsteps, then his servants followed in Isaac's footsteps. Uh, they saw Isaac digging wells. Uh, and they said, I think if Isaac can dig a well, maybe I can dig a well for myself too. Amen. Uh, and I'm telling you, mom and dad, if you'll get a hold of God uh, and watch God bless your life, you'll set a pattern in your life uh, that your children one day sooner or later they'll know where home is they'll know where the blessings are and one day when they're crying themselves to sleep in the midnight hour the seeds of God's word have been sown and they'll know who to pray to and they'll know who to call because you left a legacy for them I don't know about you, but I want this generation to know that real prosperity is found at the foot of the cross and through the blood of Jesus Christ Amen Proverbs 22 and verse 28 says, Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. Let me tell it to you this way. They're called landmarks for a reason. The landmarks that our fathers left for us, uh, uh, that is the past speaking to the present about the way to progress. There's a reason uh, that they set up memorials uh, so that we, uh, the future generation, can look back uh, and uh, thank God that a lot of them put our history etched in stone uh, so it wouldn't be very easy for those to go in, come behind us, uh, and erase us of our history. Amen. Uh, and by the way, they're trying to do that today. Uh, they're trying to erase our history. Uh, they're trying to erase our legacy. They're trying to dis- uh, they're trying to disenfranchise us from uh, the blessings that came down through sacrifice uh, and through blood and sweat and tears of our forefathers uh, that paved the way for us and, and left landmarks so that we could find our way through to our prosperity in this generation. But God, give us some people that'll say, not on my watch. Amen. I'm going to teach my children the price that went into this legacy. And I'm going to be willing to pay the price. And I'm going to set up more memorials for the next generation. And God forbid that we allow people to rob us of our rich spiritual heritage today. Amen. I'm not just preaching to Washington Heights Baptist Church. I'm preaching to America. Are you hearing me today, America? The communist regime of the world today wants us to forget where we came from, wants to rewrite our history books and make us believe that we don't have anything to be proud of in the past. But the devil is a liar. I've done read some of the history books. Amen. I know what our founding fathers had with a true and living God. And they 
left a, a, a landmark after landmark after landmark pointing us uh, to the God of our cre- uh, the God our Creator, pointing us to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, and I don't care what you read in your modern history books today, they're lying to you. Uh, we have a goodly heritage, and it's about time we quit apologizing for it and we start thanking God for what He passed down to us, amen, uh, and quit being embarrassed about our legacy. I'm talking about a heritage that we can be proud of. Not, uh, not in the sense of the kind of pride that's sin, but something you can be thankful for. Maybe that's the better way to put it. Amen. Uh, but we have a legacy. And you can't trust a lot of your modern history books today. And I'm still in the Bible this morning, by the way. I, I'm, I'm right here where God's people had a chance uh, uh, to either continue in the footsteps of their forefathers uh, so that they could continue in the blessings that were laid out for them, or they could part ways. Uh, And much of the trouble that America is in today is because they have decided to walk away from the gods of our forefathers. They have decided to pave their own path to their own idea of what prosperity is. And newsflash, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. It's It's time that we repent. It's time that we beg God for forgiveness and bring us back to the place that we used to be. Amen. It's time that we put prayer back in schools. It's time that we put Bibles back in school. It's time that we quit apologizing for putting our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because He is the only one that can bless us as a nation today. Oh, my heart is heavy for our country right now. May God help us to turn our hearts back to Him and find that pattern that those men of God laid before us in days gone by. Amen. Now, let me say this. The pattern was given, but not the prosperity itself. The pattern was given. Because if you don't have the the principles of prosperity in your soul, And if you don't appropriate your faith in the right place and in the right person, a.k.a. Jesus, (laughs) amen, then you may call it prosperity, but it's on shifting sand. It's just temporary. Amen. And uh, if you don't have those principles, you can give a billion dollars to somebody that's broke today. And because they don't understand the cost of prosperity, in about a year time, they don't bloat it all. And you will think, under God, how can you blow a billion dollars? But I promise you, if you don't understand prosperity, you can do it. And you can do it quicker than you think. Amen. Because you don't value or understand the cost that's associated with prosperity that God wants to bless you with. So, number one, we see the pattern. But number two, I want to talk about the the price for just a minute. Look at verses 20 and verse 21. And the herdmen of Gerard did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. My goodness. And he called the name of the well Esau because they strove with them. And they digged another well and strove for that also. You see the fighting and the quarreling. And he called the name of it Sitna. You see here then uh, that Patterns are costly and patterns are in high demand. You'll pray for my voice this morning. Patterns are costly and in high demand. Let me me put it to you this way. Uh, you You know what the average American 
today that just graduated from a secular college would have done in this condition. They would have stayed and fought over those wells. They would have. Well, that's my well. Amen. And many of us would have done the same thing. That's my will. I, 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 I pour my blood and tears into it. I'm the one who did all the work. Why should you benefit from what I dug? And, and, and we would fight over it. And we would strive over it. And we would act like our life will come to an end because somebody else took what we did. But one who is truly prospered by God understands that if you did it once, you can do it again. That prosperity is not isolated to a singular action of your past, but a perpetual blessing of the presence of God in your life. So that no, no matter what comes your way, you can overcome it and you can do it again. And God can bless you again. Amen. Quit crying over yesterday's wells that somebody else took from you. And rejoice in the God of heaven who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you ask or think. And can enable you to pay another price. Amen. Amen. And enable you to have the strength to move on to the next valley. Move on to the next well. Dig again, praise God. Don't quit. Don't strive. Amen. In fact, I see a principle here. Notice that it wasn't until God gave them room to prosper that they had room to prosper. It was God's design that they dig wells that others would take over. Let me say that again. It was God's design that they dig wells that others would take over. That was a divine design. And here's why. The true price of prosperity is investing in others before you're successful. It's the model that God gave us even on the cross. God, thank you, son. God paid the price so that we could be blessed. Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give His life a ransom for many. And aren't you thankful for the great example of our Lord uh, who didn't whine and complain when His Father said, Boy, i got an assignment for you. It's going to be the toughest thing uh, that you'll ever have to do uh, in all of your eternal existence, but I need you to do it. He didn't whine and complain and cry and bellyache. Uh, he said, Yes, sir. And He stood up and He went to the cross uh, and He paid the price for you and I because He understood uh, that if I'm going to be blessed, He's going to have to take the curse. He's going to have to pay the price. And you need to understand something. If this generation, if this next generation is going to be blessed, you're going to have to pay a price. Amen. You're going to have to do some sacrificing. You're going to have to do some giving. You're going to have, they got it out on the sign out here. G, a joy. J-O-I. Jesus first. Others second. Yourself last. Amen. And as long as we put ourselves first, the blessings will dry up and we'll live in a sin cursed world, the likes of which you've never experienced before. Amen. It's an interesting concept, uh, but the Bible is uh, th throughout the Old and New Testament gives it to us uh, that we must pay the price uh, of investing. Notice in our text that no one showed up for the shovel, but everyone showed up for the water. Amen. Isn't that just how it is? Nobody wants to do the work, but everybody wants the benefits of it. Amen. And that's what communism is. And they tell you, now listen to me. They tell you that the rich need to be punished. So we're going to rob from the rich and give it to you. And everybody celebrates because most people ain't rich. 
say, oh, yeah, I want some of that rich man money, not knowing that they're violating a principle of God Almighty and it's not going to work. Because here's what the politicians are not telling you. They're not robbing all from the rich and giving all to you. They're robbing from the rich, keeping most of it, and then giving you the crumbs. Can I get an amen this morning, church? Amen. Socialism and communism violate the principles of true biblical prosperity. Amen. I tell you what, you just, government, you leave me alone and give me the freedoms that the Constitution affords me. Let me serve my God. Let me build my business and let me give as God lays on my heart and God will bless me. I don't need your blessings to keep me going. Can I get an amen this morning? That's where we need to be at today. That's exactly right. This world needs to hear this. We're in a mess. Amen. And, and, and I'd be weary of any politician that shows up on your doorstep and says, hello, I'm here to help. Amen. Uh, Ronald Reagan uh, warned us of that. Amen. And nothing can be, and there's nothing quite so permanent as a temporary solution the government offers. Amen. Listen, we got it all backwards. Our blessings don't come from Washington. Our blessings don't come from a regime change in the Middle East. Our blessings come from God Almighty and Him alone. Amen. And we better get back to the God of the Bible this morning. But there's a price to be paid. We're going to have to be willing to sacrifice. Have you ever had God put you in a place where you thought this is it? This is my chance to make my mark in life. And buddy, it's going to be good. And everything's going to go just right. And then all hell breaks loose. And it seems like everything you do, somebody else is benefiting but you. It seems like you're the only one that's not benefiting. But everybody else is being blessed. Amen. And you think to yourself, it ain't supposed to be this way. Amen. But has it ever occurred to you that God may be putting you through your season of investing years? That it's not time to reap a harvest yet. Right now you need to sow. Right now you need to give. Right now you need to serve. And God's going to give you the blessings at the bottom of the barrel. You may not always have abundance, but there's always enough to get by. Amen. But if you'll keep investing, if you'll keep living and breathing and giving, if you'll keep being faithful to God no matter what comes your way, amen, the herdman may come and take your well from you, but God will give you the strength to go get, dig another well. If you'll just be faithful, one day, sooner or later, God's blessing will start to manifest in your life as well. But you've got to pay the price. And that's one of the problems of today. Everybody wants a paycheck, but nobody wants to show up for work. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. Put your time in, honey. Put your time in. It's honorable to go to work. The Bible says there's honor in work. Read your Bible. God created work. Uh, amen. Not for it to be, make you miserable, but, but, but by your work that He could bless you. Amen. If you'll keep your attitude right and do it with an excellent spirit, God can turn any bad work situation into a blessing from heaven if you have the right attitude. And look at this. Uh, Isaac didn't get bitter. He didn't get angry. He didn't start a war with, war with these Herman of Gerar. He said, you know what, fellas? Uh, if y'all want that, if y'all need it so bad, you can have it. I tell you what, uh, y'all just go ahead and bl uh, be blessed. I'm going to walk over here and I'm going to dig me another well. Amen. Uh, as some fights are not worth fighting. Amen. Sometimes you just got to learn to walk away and let God take care of those that did you wrong. Amen. Uh, quit fighting over it. Quit losing sleep over it. And know uh, that God can restore all that's lost if you'll have the right spirit and the right attitude. I'm talking about being blessed of God this morning. 
Amen. When you're really blessed of God, can't nobody curse you. When you're really blessed of God, can't nobody take your blessing away from you. Amen. Uh, do you remember uh, when Joseph was found in prison uh, because he did what was right? Amen. Uh, do you remember his brothers took his coat of many colors away from him? Uh, and I like what one preacher said about that. He said they took his coat, uh, but they couldn't take his character. Amen. Uh, and I'm telling you, you may take some of the stuff that's in my hand, uh, but there's no way under God's green earth I'm going to let you take what God's put in my heart. He's been too good to me. I can't whine and I can't complain. I have to give Him praise and honor and glory because He's been too good to me. And you, hey, listen, this government might do me wrong. They might take everything i got. Listen to me, retirees. This government may make policies that cause you to lose every dime you worked your whole life to build up. Amen. But hear me well. That is not the end of your blessing because your blessing starts and ends with God Almighty. You trust God and He'll take care of you no matter what this crazy world's doing to us right now. I'm talking about when God blesses you, you can't be cursed. Amen. How many of you interested in that kind of blessing? Hello. Hallelujah. I might preach a minute. If y'all just turn me loose, amen. Help me, Lord. There's a price to be paid, though. Now, let me put it to you this way, and I'll move to the last point. You can either strive or you can thrive. It's your choice. Amen. Because <laughs> uh, I can be blessed with or without your cooperation or approval. Amen. I was blessed before you showed up, and I'll be blessed after you're gone. Hopefully you don't leave. Amen. That's right. Listen, amen. I'm thankful that I've been blessed in every situation that I've ever come across in my life. Oh, I know it looked rough on the outside. And I know there's, we've been through many dangers, toils and snares. And, and Amy can stand up here and testify with you that the road's uh, seldom been easy. It's been mainly difficult. It's been mainly challenging. There's been many times we were left with ashes in our hands, tears in our eyes, and sorrow in our hearts, not knowing the why, but trusting the who. But can I tell you something? In the midst of it all, we're still blessed. Amen. Uh, we survived. Amen. We survived and we're still here. Probably should have lost our minds a long time ago. Probably should have quit ministry a long time ago. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, God's blessed us this morning and we have survived even the herdman that's come into our lives and robbed from us that we probably should have benefited from ourselves but didn't. But I'm telling you, it's not over yet. Amen. Uh, oh, glory to God. You can strive or you can thrive. You can take or you can contribute. Listen to me. Uh, if these herdmen of Gerar were smart and had a little bit of incentive, they could have had the same thing Isaac had. If you'll notice, they wanted Isaac's well that he dug, but they didn't want his skill by which he dug the well. If they were smart... Instead of taking from the people that God was blessing them by, they should have studied them and celebrated them and supported them and figured out how they were getting blessed. And if they dug deep enough and long enough, they would have bumped into the God Jehovah that set it up through Abraham and they would have, his gods would become their God. Amen. Uh, they, uh, they would have learned to worship the God of heaven. Amen. Uh, and let me tell you, the only reason God wants to bless his people, it's not that we can accumulate wealth and so that we can and uh, toot our whistle, uh, not that we can honk our horn and brag on how good we got it. Uh, uh, God wants to bless His people so that the glory of God is manifested in your life. 
And God shares His glory with no man. He wants to be good to you for the sole purpose that you might lift up your hands and say, It's Him. It's Him. It's Him. If you want to know where my blessings come from, it's God Almighty. If you want to know why I'm so blessed, it's God Almighty. If you want to know why I still got a song in my heart when everybody else would have done give up and quit, it's God Almighty. If you want to know why I'm healed today and I'm not in the grave, it's God Almighty. If you want to know where my blessings come from, get to know Jesus Christ for yourself. That's why God wants to bless you. Could it be that God is drying up some of the wells in our churches today and in our lives because we've quit giving Him glory? Could it be that God's drying up the blessings because we've made it about ourselves and not about Him? I just pray that God would help us to get back to the point to where we're careful to make sure that everybody knows that God is the one that blessed us. We sing it all the time. God bless America. And I hope and pray He does. But what about America bless God? Amen. That's right. I'm going to do my part. Amen. And I still think there's a remnant in America today that knows. And I'm praying for the remnant's sake. Amen. I'm praying for the remnant. Say, God, don't put that bunch of fools in Washington's actions on my account. They don't represent my heart, my attitude, or my thought process. Amen. I'm praying God will hold them accountable for what they're doing. And God will bless America, not because America deserves it, but because there's some hungry people that are seeking the face of God and, and interceding on behalf of America. And maybe just for the remnant, say, God will bless America one more time. I'm telling you, there's hope as long as the remnant's still here. Amen. It only takes the prayer of one man to turn the course of a whole nation. Never underestimate the power of your prayer, Grandma. It could be your prayer in secret that God sees quietly that turns the whole nation upside down and gets them back on the right course. Never underestimate the power of prayer. It's the prayers of the saints of God Almighty that stayed the hand of the wicked as much as it has. I'm telling you, you think it's bad right now. Think about how much worse it would have been had we not been praying, had we not been praising, had we not been sacrificing, had we not been giving, uh, amen, I'm just thankful that there's still restraining power in the earth today uh, and quit worrying about tomorrow because I know who holds tomorrow, amen, and he's, and I know that I'm in his hands uh, and as long as I'm in his hands, he's going to take care of me, amen, I'm telling you, you need to understand the price that was paid for this blessing and the price that you need to be willing to pay, amen, so that the next generation can be blessed as well. You can either strive or you can thrive. I tell you what, dry up your tears and keep going for God. Amen. Uh, don't sweat it. Uh, they're going to come steal from you. They're going to lie about you. They're going to, Jesus said uh, that they're going to speak all manner of evil against you falsely for His sake in the Gospels. Uh, but the Bible teaches us to count it all joy when you fall in diverse temptations. Amen. Uh, knowing that the working of your, uh, uh, knowing that the working of your, uh, the, the trial works uh, 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 patience in your life. I, I done got a messed up a little bit, but you know what I'm trying to say. Amen. Uh, God is going to bless you even in the furnace of your trial. Mm. So we see the uh, pattern that was left for us. We see the price that must be paid. And I'm telling you, the sooner we can decide that I'm going to I'm going to work 
and I'm going to mind my own business, and I'm going to trust God to bless the work of my hands, and I'm going to tithe, and I'm going to give like the Bible says. Somebody help me now, church. Uh, amen. I'm going to give God His part. Uh, by the way, 100% of it's His. He's only asking you to give 10% back to His work, and He wants you to be frugal with the rest of it. Amen. Some of you good tithers, but it's not that you, the reason that you are not broke, the reason you might be broke this morning is not because you don't tithe, but because you don't manage the rest of it very well. Amen. That's right. Amen. Listen, uh, 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 there's some things even God won't correct. Amen. Uh, If you have a little sense about you, you can do something with the rest of it as well, right? Hey, that's another lesson for another day. Now I'm running rabbits. Amen. Now I'm running rabbits. I better get back on the path. Let me close this up. We see the price. We see the place. I mean, uh, uh, we see the uh, pattern. Now I want to look at the place. Now this is exciting to me. This is exciting. Verse 22, we done read it. For now the Lord hath made room for us. After you have followed the pattern that the Bible gives, and after you have decided that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and after you've paid the price of patience, endurance, and faithfulness, and there is no definition that can give you a time frame for the amount required for your faithfulness. I can't tell you one year flat, it's all going to turn around. No way I'm telling you that. God might keep you in the wilderness for 40 years. You might struggle your whole life. And then only to see your sacrifice start benefiting your kids and your grandkids. Would you be okay with that? You see, a lot of times we want payday to be on Friday. But God's payday is different than our man-made system. Sometimes we got to pay the price of faithfulness not knowing if or when we will even benefit from the sacrifices that we've made personally in our lifetime. Let me ask you this, if God never turned your circumstances around for you and it was always hard and always difficult, right up to your very last breath, is He still worthy of your devotion? Amen. Is He still, would you still be willing to pay the price if it meant that you're leaving a legacy that will benefit your kids and your grandkids? Absolutely. Listen, we've got to quit thinking in terms of when am I going to benefit? Amen. It's not about you and it's not about me. It's about the next generation. It's about leaving a legacy for future people to know where their hope can be found. Amen. And God help us as a church to do our part to make an impact on the next generation. But look at your Bible, though. God did make room for him. And God gave him a place. And for some of you, you need to know that what you need from God right around the bend. Amen. You just be faithful. Faithfulness creates momentum. And you feel like that it's never going to pay off sometimes. But little do you understand the momentum behind faithfulness. Because one day it's going to be the fact that you remain faithful, if nothing else, that opens the door for your turnaround. Amen. 
Had you not been faithful, you would have given God nothing to bless. Had you not been obedient, you'd have given God nothing to bless. But because God's seen a pattern in your life where every time you bumped into trouble, you called on the name of the Lord. And every time you had a little extra, you was able to give to somebody else that was worse off than you. Amen. And every time you were sick, you believed God for healing. And, and every time, amen, uh, you was broke, you knew that Jesus was your financer. And God saw that faithfulness and that consistency in your life. One day, sooner or later, He's going to remember that. Uh, and He's going to bless you in a time you're going to need it the most uh, because you sowed the seeds of faith in his book and in his word amen your benefits lie down the road they may not come today but god knows how to time them perfectly amen and i'm telling you right now i'm going to rejoice right now that uh that i'm in a new place amen and i'm just as happy as a peacock (laughs) amen uh because this is, this time is different. You don't know the struggles we've been through. And, 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 and it's not that we don't have struggles. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Amen. Every place has its price. Every place has its pro- problems and trouble. But I'm rejoicing this morning that God has made room for us uh, to grow and expand our ministry. And, and I, I, I can't help but just testify personally uh, that what I'm preaching to you is real and it does work and it does happen. You be faithful to God in the hardship and the trial. Amen. And God will make room for you to make an impact for his kingdom and his name. He'll do it. Don't don't worry about the people that ignored you, the people that didn't notice you, the people that only show up when you're successful but they don't want to contribute. You know, it's the you know these people that showed up when the water started flowing that didn't show up with the shovel. They're the same ones that was criticizing, probably telling you ain't gonna find no water there. Amen. And and did you know that there's people even today. Uh, and I know better now. When, earlier in my ministry, I didn't know much better. I would consult all the preachers and ask them for advice on where do I walk through this door. And, and probably half the preachers I know would have told me not to move to Thompson, Georgia. Amen. Probably half of them. Probably half of them. But you know what? I, I've learned that uh, through, through experience that if you just follow God, most of them are always wrong. Amen. Because God knows what's around the bend. That's right. Amen. And if you'll follow God and quit following everybody's opinion, you'll find out there's some blessings for you too. Amen. Listen, uh, don't, don't uh, quit, quit living your life based upon other people's opinions and other people's advice. Amen. Ask God to scrape off a place for you that nobody can take from you. And ask God to bless you like He ain't blessed nobody else. And if you'll just give God time to work, uh, He'll do just that for you. Amen. I thank God for His blessings. And I thank God He's got a place for you. I know I've got to hurry. Oh, it's hard to unhitch. Amen. Let's see here. Purpose-filled perseverance pays off. Say amen. And let me say this. God's blessings will outperform the demands for your contribution. I know some of you just about ready to quit giving because it just seems like it never... Oh, God, help me preach this. 
Listen, I know sometimes we feel like we wonder if it's ever going to benefit. You know, well, we just spent $5,000 on that meeting and didn't 40 show up one night. Amen. Listen, listen, don't tell God that and don't tell me that. You don't know what God did in that meeting. Amen. And it ain't about what we spent and it ain't about any of us that showed up. It's that God said do it and that the Word of God was sown and watered and God will give the increase because the Bible says His Word does not return unto Him void, but it will accomplish that that is sent Him to accomplish. And so what if we drain the youth fund with just our first youth event? There's plenty more where that came from because we're relying on God and not ourselves. Amen? So we're just going to keep investing and keep giving and keep planning and don't worry about the, the manifested results. Don't worry if we can't quantify it with our human measurements. Amen? Because God has a way of measuring things that we can't see with the natural eye. So you just got to keep believing God and keep trusting God and keep giving because God's blessings will far outweigh and outperform the demands of our contribution. Amen, church. Amen. Proverbs 16, 3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. This is a big verse. Simply put, if you will commit, that word commit means to roll away or to seek occasion to or to trust. In other words, if you will commit your works, that is, roll them in God's direction. Amen. Seek occasion to bless God with the works of your hands. If you will commit your works unto the Lord, thy thoughts, that is, thy intentions, your inventions, your plans, your purpose shall be established. What we need to realize is if we'll just... If we'll just dedicate our work to God and let God do what He's going to do with it, God will end up blessing it. Amen. So I say we're blessed. Amen. I say we're blessed this morning. I say I call it a success. Amen. Anytime you invest the Word of God into somebody's heart and life, whether it be just one person or whether it be a thousand, it's a success in God's book. Amen. Uh, I, I get so tired of preachers. The first question they want to know uh, when I talk to preachers, I love preachers, by the way. I know I'm awfully critical of them. That's because I am one. Amen. I know how we are sometimes, myself included. And, and by the way, my life would not be where it is today without God's preachers. I love God's men. I love God's men. But we all do this sometimes. First thing we want to know, how many people showed up? Amen. Not, did you have liberty to preach? Did anybody get convicted? Did anybody hear the gospel? Amen. Sometimes we ask the wrong questions. Amen. (laughs) You know what I see this morning? I don't see a church half full. I see a church full of the glory of God. Full of the purpose of God Almighty. Full of the purpose of God Almighty. What I'm trying to tell you this morning is don't give up. Keep investing. Keep giving. Keep showing up when you can. Amen. Keep your faith in God because His Word will not return void. And He's doing a, he's doing a mighty thing. Amen. I, I'm so excited about what God's doing. I can't hardly stand myself. Amen. And, uh, and, and I want you to get the, I want you to be excited too that God has scraped off a place where he's going to manifest his name. Amen. And I close with this. Notice in verses 23 and 24, he went up from thence to Beersheba and the Lord appeared unto him the same night 
and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abram's sake. So the legacy lives on.